Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here, Jesse. We are in the grotto. How you doing, Joseph? You know, like it's been ages since I've seen you. It has been ages because it's been almost a month since I went to Wisconsin and we recorded before that. So it's really, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Well, because it's basically Christmas, right? Yeah, holidays are crazy. Yeah. Like I wrote a check today and I put 2020 on the check. I was like, <laughs> I guess I'm very punted on the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, cheers. It's good to see yeah. you. Happy holidays. Good to see you too. What What are we drinking here? Uh, this is our brand new El Salvador. Mm. Yeah, the uh, Packers variety. Natural processed. Lovely, lovely coffee. Even two days out from roast. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty delicious. So, I went to Wisconsin. How was it? Naturally, I brought back cheese. That was wonderful. You know, visiting family. All cheese that kind the only of thing. thing you brought back? Yeah. <laughs> or were you expecting something else? Maybe a rash. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Nope. Nope. <laughs> just uh, just cheese. So our news item is just literally like you went to Wisconsin. We're going to talk about the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about the cheese. We're going to pair it with it's coffee. Like, <laughs> congratulations. I went to Wisconsin. I brought back cheese. Goodbye. So on the cheese board here, yep. we have three cheddars. They look amazing. I haven't had any of them yet. That's a banded cheddar. That is Bandit? Bandaged. Bandaged. This is a cave-aged chandoka. And this is an alpine something or other. <laughs> I could look it up. I can't remember. Uh, oh, cellar-aged alpine cheddar. Cool. I have no idea what exactly those names mean. I know. Are there caves in Australia? or Wisconsin? In Australia? <laughs> there probably are caves in Australia and probably in Wisconsin. I mean, I've gotten like a lot of cave-aged cheddars before and uh, they've been really good. This one's like much different than what I remember. It's almost like a blue cheese. <laughs> this is the um, the cave-aged? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually... aged niblets inside there? Yeah, exactly. There, there have been... Uh, there was a chunk of that cheese that had a lot more of it. Mm. But... No, yeah. it's, like, it's musky like that. Yeah. I'm kind of a fan of blue cheese. Mm-hmm. More like this than, man, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's like blue cheese and cheddar combined. Yeah, moldy, but goody. Yeah. Like really earthy. My mm. favorite this year is the bandage. Bandage. Um, so I got a lot more of that. What does that mean? What I do you don't do? Know. Like, where do you, do you just go to the supermarket and just buy cheese? And um, You can, but in this case, I went to um, a local cheesemonger. So these are all like Wisconsin cheeses from like <laughs> dairy farms and. I mean, they they I, had yeah. they had a bunch of Australian other cheese cheeses. that were imported. Uh, I don't know. I imagine Australia makes cheese. Mm, Advantage cheese is great. Yeah. So you went to a cheesemonger, like a dedicated cheese store. Yeah. So kind of like you know a multi roaster, I guess, for specialty coffee. Like you go in, you buy whatever any kind of. I mean, I guess in like, this case, you got a lot more selection of different kinds of cheese. But yeah. trying to make the uh, comparison, I don't know <laughs> the multi roaster of cheesemongers. These are all from like different companies. Yeah, yeah. So these in particular are from like dairy farms in Wisconsin. So I think they're pretty small. Yeah, because most Wisconsin cheese is actually made from milk from New Mexico and Arizona. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of this. Yeah. I mean, the um, so the place I the the <laughs> cheesemonger I went to is called Fermagination. <laughs> it's a really lovely little shop. <laughs> Oh, that's you like an that? awesome name. Yeah. Yeah. I you've seen I remember I have the stinky cheese bag. Mm -hmm. So that's from Fermagination. It, <laughs> <laughs> it says warning, stinky cheese inside. 
It's pretty good. It's yeah. just a little Can't insulated. Leave it to your imagination. Little, well, yeah, exactly. That's a that's a clutch name for a, a cheese mm-hmm. shop. Mm. The cellar age it is really nice and smooth. I like that. Yeah. I bet that one's gonna go really well with the coffee. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that one goes best with the coffee. I mean, this reiterates my favorite part about the podcast is eating and drinking coffee and just yep. <laughs> giving our listeners a nice little ASMR of my chewing noises. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. You can't taste what we're eating or drinking, but hey, you get to listen to us do it. Yeah. And remember when you were in, were you in, uh, where were you in Wisconsin? Where Madison. Is where? In Madison. So yeah. for imagination. For imagination is in downtown Madison. Well, we're happy to do sampling for that. You know, we don't do a lot of product reviews on the show, but we definitely review cheeses <laughs> if for imagination is listening. Uh, I mean, we can, we can also order cheese from them. There's a lot of things we can order and talk about. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> One of the cheeses that, like, brands that's well-known, certainly in that area, is called Hooks. 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 Uh, they make a lot of really great cheddar. I brought um, two years ago. I'm, we, I'm sure we did a cheese coffee thing on the show. And one of the cheeses was a, it was either a 12 or a 15-year cheddar. That's right. We like, absolutely did. Had, yeah. like, a lot of crystalline in it. I feel like we had both. We had, like, a 10 and a 15 yeah. of the same cheese or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe um, faithful listeners can tell us what we did. Yeah, the, the crystalline uh, effect is really quite intriguing and delicious. But, gosh, that is expensive. I think it's, like, $80 a pound or something like that. Wow. But it's, like, really good coffee. Sometimes you spend a little bit more and yep. have a really nice experience. It's always worth it. Yeah. It's interesting, like, having the cheese with the coffee. There's, like... It's so it's such a delightful combination. Well, like so in the past we've done like chocolate plus coffee, and like really gotten into like the different flavors of like you find in the coffee and the chocolate and blah blah blah, and that's not like what's happening here. It's just an enjoyable experience. Yeah, to me, there's a lot more about the texture that comes with the cheese mm. that kind of coats your mouth. Like, yeah, and drooling thinking about it. <laughs> this um, bandage cheese is great. Like it's a little salty, you know, and so yeah. it kind of adds that. Tones down some of the bitterness, I think, on the on the coffee. Yeah, I mean, the, I think it's easy to see how the fat and the cheese can interact with the coffee. I wonder about the other elements. I mean, I don't really know a whole lot about cheese or, like, what the different components are that we're tasting in here. I just know that this stuff is good. That's what cheese had. Ah, okay, so we need to find a way to transition from the thing that we're, like, well, entering that, with. That's what that pun was supposed to be. Into the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we could fit an advertisement right here. So reaching into the jar yeah, of reaching goodness. Into here. the jar of goodness. We're going on to the next next yep. bit. If anybody has any funny topic ideas, we're gonna start another big blast of these little labels and yep. we're gonna get I'm looking for like a six year supply of these things. Really <laughs> six for. year supply. Sorry that I just picked one. Huh? Sorry right that I just picked oh, one. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Of course. Yeah, maybe you'd we'll want do to do the next episode. Fine. <laughs> this is not a light one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> A day in the life of coffee. What is small business coffee? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we talk about this so much. Which is probably why, yeah. I mean, it's everything. We were talking about this before we started recording, just on kind of the challenges yeah. and these small businesses in general. Uh, I was talking about it earlier today and just how hard it is um, in places like Seattle to maintain, you know, kind of a foothold on the cutting-edge coffee industry and the, you know, what the kids are doing these days and coffee and all the different farms and there's so much so much change and positive change and tasty change and coffee but you know you're trying to balance that against you know commercial real estate that's tripled in price since we opened 
and it's really hard to have a small business in in general of any kind in the city. Right. And then you add in our in my area like wholesale coffee into that, and it's just it's a whole lot of work and a lot of pressure. To, yeah. I mean, I think coffee in general, the biggest problem is that the margin is so darn low. You put in so much effort, and then you can only get so much return for that effort. Right. Um, and versus and, and, other businesses which have a much higher margin on a product or can sell a lot more with one and sale more of a spectrum like of of what you can charge depending right. on the product right yeah. like a hamburger you know you know yeah you can get your dollar hamburger and it's not mm -hmm. very good and it's going to be made with cheap components and blah 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 or you can go buy a 15 dollar hamburger and it's going to be you know, right. markedly better but it's also like you're paying for all the service and the space and everything yeah. that comes with that whereas coffee it's hasn't ever crossed that threshold I mean, yeah it's, it is a little bit um, and and also everybody take coffee for granted all the consumers i mean most consumers this is the industry kind of takes, takes it all for granted so it's really difficult to keep their expectations you know meet their expectations and and continue to do that even though you know we're not open seven days a week but people drink coffee seven days a week yeah i mean coffee is i don't know if we talked about this on the show before but from a marketing perspective coffee is a late stage market everyone knows what it is Everyone has an experience with it. Everyone has an opinion about it. And so in order to sell what you have versus what someone else, you can't be trying to sell coffee. You have to be selling on other things. Yep. And combine that with like such a low margin in a product, such a low amount of sales, it's really a numbers game. An you incredible skill set that goes to make good coffee. <clears throat> you know, you I mean, need you to could be just... able to get tens of thousands of people through like right. quickly. And that doesn't happen with high-end, slow coffee. No. You just can't. I mean, yeah. that's that's ultimately why most cafes and everybody they go to, you know, darker roasts or, or you know, blends or things like that because it brews easier. So it's it's easier to, you know, it's less finicky to brew with. Right. Um, also, less training goes into it, and it's easier <clears throat> on the equipment. You know, all those things. It just the economic factors quickly outweigh the. Yeah, the I think, think there's the, the factor of uh, what the local perspective and expectation is as well. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, Seattle is like a very unique market in that regard. I was like comparing Seattle and Portland mm -hmm. because Seattle is a much older coffee market and people's general expectation is based out of Starbucks, which is like very dark. Yep, Starbucks coffee. and then like the 90s surge of Vita and right. Umbria and all that. Um, and you go to Portland and the general expectation is a lighter roast of coffee. Yep. Like you just talk to any random person on the street the thing and they want. Yeah. The thing Something. about Portland is that I think as a city and the people in Portland, they support small businesses better than we do here in Seattle. And part of that's the size of the city. Yeah. Portland's true. a pretty good sized city. But you see that the few pockets, you know, Port Townsend's definitely like that for me. Mm -hmm. Um where there's just a lot of appreciation for for the small business lifestyle and the people that work in small businesses. And so it's just kind of like, well, yeah, we're buying local and local is more expensive. So I think the other thing too, in coffee, and I talk about this a lot, I'm sure I've said it on the show, but I say it, it's one of the things I bring up on the tours and everything like that is just the paradox. There's a lot of paradoxes in coffee. And mm -hmm. one of them is that the more you learn about it, the more you get into it, the more you appreciate it, the less you actually drink. Mm -hmm. I mean, not necessarily quantity, but you drink smaller cups and smaller amounts and of more variety. Yeah. And none of that, I mean, none of that conforms to any of the yeah. like supply chain logistics that makes sense. And yeah, the way I'm in the business and I right don't now. drink a lot of coffee, but nobody does. Right. And that's the other paradox. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're, you know, Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or mm -hmm. ourselves, like you only drink what you drink. And it's not that you, you're not even really given the opportunity to spend a whole lot more money on something better. Right. I mean, you can, if you really want, but it's pretty rare. And it's also people don't think it's necessary. 
Whereas most people, you know, I, I would bet that the vast majority of people would say that, a, you know, $100 steak is better than a $10 steak. And they would, it'd be worth, if you had the money, you know, if money's not a component of that, it'd be, you'd pick the nicer steak. I think part of what's happening in that situation, though, is the experience. Because you're only getting a $100 steak in, like, one of those fancy 90s bistros. Or, like, an even more fancy, yeah, or even you know, more upscale restaurant. Yeah. And I've but that's the that. thing, right? So, like, I've that experience, that though, but yeah. coffee doesn't have that way right. to pay for that experience. Because you go into a place, and you could have a beautiful cafe with top-notch baristas and doing right. all their stuff. It's still a four dollar latte, right? You know, maybe four fifty if they can really get away with it, and they have the brand that can do right. that. But well, even if you go and get like the sixteen dollar cup of like Yemen yep. that Blue Bottle had for a while, you sit there, and the it's not going to look any different than this cup of coffee right. that we're drinking here. I mean, they, it came with like a really nice little yep. handmade thing, but but yeah, that's like the I don't even like the experience that people have I don't know it's hard it's hard to it's hard to sell that higher priced experience because you don't see it it's like impossible to see it like you can and, enjoy the taste but you got to be and for the average I think yeah. you're going to say this like yeah you got to be really understand like you got to know the taste of coffee to really and appreciate see. that difference yeah. like you wouldn't as a general consumer has never had a natural process coffee before right. you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between this natural process El Salvador mm -hmm. and a $16 geisha or Yemen. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't, if they're side by side, you might be able to. And then of course with coffee, then you have to factor in the brewing of it. Yeah. So it's not like that really nice bottle of scotch where it doesn't matter what the attitude of the barista or the, the bartender is. Right. But you're going to get that gorgeous, you know, shot of scotch. Right. Exactly. Maybe a little bit more, maybe, you know, exactly right. Depending on the attitude of the bartender, but right. with coffee, you have a, you know, $16 cup of coffee and you still could mess it up. And that's, uh, we say this definitely a lot, um, but, you know, that's really where consumers and people that are going out for coffee can make a huge difference in the industry, but also in individuals' lives and small businesses by just supporting the small businesses. Like, mm -hmm. not only are you supporting the business and those employees there, but you're also supporting the entire supply chain that led to that small business being there. Yeah. And chances are they're buying from a smaller roaster. You know, they're not buying their coffee at, at Costco or out of some giant chain. Yeah. I mean, I um, think and so. This is, and so that's a really important thing to remember is that, you know, we have the diversity of small businesses because people support small businesses. And the more that we shop online and the more that we remove ourselves from that experience of buying local and knowing, you know, then you're, mm -hmm. then you're ruining the experience of what makes our towns worth living in, you know, and then it's too expensive for small business to open. So you end up with chains, you end up with the money that can finance themselves across the entire 50 yeah. states, you know, because they get a lot more business for a lot cheaper rent in Atlanta and they can, you know. Right. Transfer that profit over to paying for some expensive spot here in Fremont. Yeah. Um, um, and so it's just, true. I just, it's a shout out to all the hard workers of small businesses, but also to the consumers <laughs> that continue to support them. Yeah. I think this is going to be really important going into the next few years. Um, feels like coffee is about to get really squeezed. Um, oh, it is. Especially I mean, like, I think we're going to see a lot of, because the past few years, a, a huge amount, I think, of, like independent roasters and cafes have been opening up people taking advantage of the opportunity and knowledge and like diving into that kind of thing. Uh, I think we're going to see a wave going in the other direction. Oh, it's already happening. Yeah. I mean, we're that swell of not, of not just the, the all the acquisitions in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. but the big industry 
Yeah. The, the, the coffee industry, not our little tiddly wink thing right. that we're doing in the foodie <laughs> world over here, but yeah. like the coffee industry is turning back and looking at it. That's why you see Nestle yeah. buying Blue Bottle, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, that's why you have a Swiss company owning this like tiny little thing that started out of a walk-up window in an alley in San Francisco. Like that's that's the new world that we're in. And yeah. it's really difficult to compete with that because they have all the finance and everything behind them. But also... Yeah, didn't um, um, uh, Pete's just get acquired by even rolled into an even larger whatever point is yeah all all of those all those companies that started small and then got big through investment are being gobbled up and yeah who knows what's going to happen to the independent well we've just stopped focus as, as conduit i mean this is something we can talk about another episode further um but we've just stopped focusing on pushing wholesale yeah because the the margins are way too small for us to do that mm-hmm. plus we're expected to have all the training and everything goes along with a wholesale account. Oh yeah. The training and that's a and lot of labor in downtown yeah. Seattle to be paying somebody to come in and we're small enough to where it's not full-time work. And so you have to balance all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's just too hard to compete with those other companies that have, you know, $50 million in sales money. They can just throw espresso machines at an account and they have full-time people that, you know, they can afford to yeah. have somebody not. Yeah. That's uh, pretty wild. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I can keep going and going. <laughs> See many previous episodes. <laughs> I'm not going to link to them. <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> too many. <laughs> Just pick one. I'm sure I'm complaining about something. <laughs> uh, it's a, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough business. Um, it's like incredibly fulfilling the work, but uh, yeah. Oh, I love Challenging. it. I mean, yeah. If it wasn't for the community and for our friends and my awesome crew here and stuff. Yeah. Right? it's not worth being in Seattle anymore. Yeah. Like for me in, in this coffee world, it's just, it's, it's exhausting. Right. To end on a positive note, go find some small local roaster that you haven't seen before and say hello, try yep. their coffee. Try it out. Be nice to them. Yep. That's, uh, don't get on to Yelp and offer snarky responses about their roasting style if you don't agree with it. <laughs> and please, <laughs> Not, that didn't happen to me. Yelp, just, Yelp is a, Yelp is a side stop side comment, but also like I really <laughs> sorry about the positive note. It's okay. tainted. <laughs> it's tainted by Yelp. None no. of that. Justin. We'll have none Done. of that. No Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> on a just positive note. For, forget the review sites. Forget. Just go find a local roaster. Yep. Say hi. Uh, learn what they love and uh, share it with other Buy people. Bag. Boom. Yeah, and if you find a particularly great roaster, nice bags, let us know. Yeah. We'd love to give a shout out. We'd love to do a coffee trade. You know, we have, it's, there's so much good coffee out there and it's still a very dynamic industry. Exactly. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Yep. Cool. And cheers, Joseph. Cheers. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.